Hey everyone, you're listening to PR Hangover, a bi-weekly public relations podcast and talk show brought to you by Grand Valley State University's PRSSA chapter, and me, Courtney Fogel. Grab a cup of coffee and enjoy the show. Hi everyone! On today's episode, we're going to be talking about diversity and inclusion, which is a super important topic for public relations and communications professionals. I have a guest here with me from the Grand Rapids Community Foundation. Would you like to introduce yourself? Hello everyone, I am Ashley Renee Lee, and I am the Vice President for Public Relations and Marketing at Grand Rapids Community Foundation. Awesome. What exactly does the Grand Rapids Community Foundation do? Yes. So Grand Rapids Community Foundation um, has been around since 1922, so almost 100 years. And we really manage um, the community's permanent endowment. So what that means is we work with um, donor partners, so um, people who want to contribute their resources, whether it be during their life or they want to leave an end-of-life gift, like, you know, include the community foundation in their will or want to, you know, donate annually or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, and we use that money. We invest it in the stock market and we grow it and then it's endowed. So that means that that money will be around forever to be there to address whatever the needs in the community are of the day, right? Mm -hmm. So, um, you know, in the 30s, we were focused on there was a nursing shortage um, in West Michigan because of World War II. Um, You know, in the 80s and 90s, we were really focused on the AIDS epidemic. Early 2000s, it was education. Um, Now we're really focused on, like, racial, social, and economic justice, particularly Mm -hmm. in communities of color. So we really have, like, a team, an awesome team that... um, how we support these causes is we partner with nonprofit organizations who are doing this work and we provide them grants, we provide scholarships to mm-hmm. people in the community, and our team is kind of that fr- staying in front of all the issues that are happening and kind of setting, like listening, like, you know, they got their ears to the streets to yeah. really see, like, how can we be responsive and proactive to community issues? Mm-hmm. Um, so, um, there's this notion of like for good forever. So we've really been intentional about making sure that there's a reserve of funds there that are available to respond to um, issues in the, in the community Mm -hmm. forever. So, you know, my my husband and I were donors to the community foundation and we know that, um, you know, our money will be there for our children's children. Right. And so there, there's that, that legacy and also like giving beyond your lifetime. Um, so that's in a nutshell what the community foundation does. Awesome. So why is diversity so important in the field? I think it's diversity. I want to say diversity, equity, Mm -hmm. inclusion, um, justice, all of those things are super important, not only in PR, but just, Everywhere. Everywhere, right? Mm-hmm. And so it definitely translates into um, the, the PR field, you know, especially because the work that we do, um, it, we tell the stories of who, mm-hmm. of who our organizations or our clients are, right? Yeah. And so I think we want to be reflective. We have to be reflective of, um, of what's happening in the world and the things mm-hmm. that people care about. Also, I think for more of a looking at it from a business side and kind of taking out the heart piece of it, right? Yeah. Because, hey, it's right. Um, but <laughs> I think from a business side, it's just smart business. And, mm-hmm. um, you know, you want to me- be intentional 
to show your audience who, what your values are. Yeah. Um, you know, really you want your target audiences to be able to see themselves in the values that they represent, right? Mm -hmm. When they see your product and when they see um, your messages and how that really resonates. So um, representation matters. Definitely. And I know I personally just putting on my consumer hat or, you know, where I do business in my life, it's with brands where I can see myself. And, um, you know, as a young African-American woman, that matters. It does. And when I don't see myself, I notice Mm -hmm. and I choose differently. Right. (laughs) So. Definitely. Why do you think the public relations field itself is predominantly white, white male? Yeah, I think in some instances, and, and I like think it depends upper, on the sector. Like the higher up. Yes. For sure. And, and I feel like that is kind of the, the theme in a lot of industries. Mm-hmm. Hopefully that can change. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. I think that is, you know, we look at leadership positions. That's reflective of all industries and it PR. Is. You know, is just right. another one. Absolutely. And so um, I think that that level of intentionality from organizations, A, every organization hasn't seen the importance of it. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know if they're like living under a rock or, or what, but like haven't seen the importance of diversifying your team, especially in PR. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's a bubble, right? Like people, we already have an existing leadership positions that are filled by predominantly white males. Mm-hmm. Um, their network, oftentimes your network looks like you. Right. Right? Um, I think as you get higher up in levels of leadership, it becomes not just, hey, I saw this job, I'm super qualified, I'm going to apply, but, like, how do your social circles intersect? Like, mm-hmm. what relationships, um, you know, have, have you ba- made? What who, Who's vouching for you, right? right? And so when you don't have that network or your network that is diverse – and you're not being super, super intentional. And intentional doesn't mean that I posted the job on all of the diversity boards. Right. Or, you know, I made sure that, you know, I sent my job listing to, you know, Colorcom or to, you know, different organizations, affinity groups or things like that. Mm-hmm. It's it's being intentional. It's about establishing relationships um, and saying that and really looking at, like, if we're trying to move the needle in this area, Um, you know, whatever that may be, to reflect our different audience and that audience space as we look at just consumers in general, Mm -hmm. it's getting more and more diverse. Um, You need people who are able to relate, especially in today's age of, like, social media and just super, like, transparency. And people will call you to the carpet. Like, you need those people who are going to be like, nope, this is insensitive or this is problematic. And I don't think that there's been that realization, um, A, that it's necessary, and B, of the intentionality that it takes. Mm -hmm. So, What comes to mind is, like, the H&M ad last year. Oh, gosh. Um, And just kind of, like, a big company like that, how did that not bring a red flag to somebody in the room mm-hmm. and the reason is because it's not a diverse room. Right. And I think that, I think about H&M, I think about Dove, I think about Pepsi mm-hmm. and it's like even on the flip side of it, I think about I don't know if you remember when um, you know, Beyonce had the, you know, the Red Lobster lyric in her song and they like totally missed this opportunity because they weren't in tune mm-hmm. with like culture. So I think it could be like you know, how do you avoid crisis? Mm-hmm. And also, how do you identify opportunity? Yeah. Um, and so when you don't 
have that. Like, I'm like, who was at the table? <laughs> like, because I can look at this and immediately I'm like, no, that got to go. That mm-hmm. doesn't work. This is going to be, you know, boom, boom, boom. And I even also understand that I'm not going to look at everything. You're not going to catch the- everything. I'm not going to catch everything. Absolutely. But if you have a different group of people sitting there with different backgrounds, they can catch that stuff. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Do you think as, like, as the young professionals get older that the landscape will kind of change? Hopefully. (laughs) I'm hopeful. I do think that, um, you know, I even see, like, myself, I'm a, a VP at the Community Foundation. I am the only person of color. I am the youngest person on the team, right? Mm -hmm. And even as, as a millennial, you know, Mm -hmm. I'm, I see things that the rest of my peers don't. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm going to go the extra mile on some things. And it's not a lack of desire, but I think sometimes it's like, oh, I didn't know. Like, my network is more diverse. Yeah. I, like, just naturally. And so I think that, um, you know, as millennials and, you know, centennials or whatever we call them now, <laughs> um, continue <laughs> to, you know, enter into those spaces, I- I'm hopeful yeah. um, that it will change. But then... We look at the divisiveness just of American culture right now, and it makes me lose a little bit of hope. Mm-hmm. But I think we just have to keep pu- keep pushing and just being super intentional. Everything from who we're hiring to, you know, what creative partners are we working with? You know, right. what agencies, you know, if you're in-house, what agencies are you partnering with? If you're an agency, you know, what photographers or freelancers are you partnering with? And how are you making that a part of your policy mm-hmm. to ensure that you're, you know, giving, making it an intention to diversify that pool? Mm-hmm. So. Definitely. Can you think of any trends that are happening in diversity and inclusion? Yeah, I think um, I was thinking about this on the way over here. One of the biggest ones um, that I see, especially in my space, I do, um, you know, PR in the philanthropy sector, mm-hmm. nonprofit sector, is this this notion of asset framing. Okay. And that is really like thinking about the language that we use to talk about different audiences or to even how do we empower different audiences to tell their own stories. Like, yeah. it's one thing for me to... Um, you know, hold the microphone, you know, and and regurgitate what you're saying, but it's another for me to give you the microphone and amplify your voice. Mm -hmm. And so I think one of the things that we've been really intentional about, and I'm hearing a lot about, you know, at different conferences that I'm going to and things that I'm reading is, you know, instead of, you know, talking about, you know, at-risk youth or, you know, low-income families, Mm -hmm. like how do we flip that and talk about... Because that sounds negative. It is negative, right? And we're, we're focusing on you know, the situation or circumstance of this person and not who they are. Mm-hmm. Um, and so how, how are we flipping that and, and changing our language to focus on, you know, the, this is youth with a bright future ahead of them. Like, this is youth that knows how to overcome challenges. Mm-hmm. These are families that have grits and determination. And, and how, how are we flipping that? So I think um, that's something that, a lot of organizations are really going to have to start paying attention to mm-hmm. um, because what once worked and was compelling and pulled at heartstrings, now it's just really flat out offensive mm-hmm. and people aren't afraid to say that. Definitely. So, Definitely. Mm-hmm. So what does community mean to you? I know you work at the Grand Rapids Community Foundation. Mm-hmm. 
What does community mean? Oh, gosh, it's such a loaded word, right? <laughs> and is. I feel like I use it a billion times a day. But for me, community can mean so many different things. I think, you know, in its most basic def- sense, it's, you know, a, a group of, of people, um, you know, organizations, causes in a geographic area mm-hmm. with a shared, you know, this is a place, a geographic place where you live, work, worship, play, um, you know, make memories and are just coming together. Mm-hmm. Um, I think also community in our world of, you know, we're so connected today. And, you know, I feel like I have, you know, people, colleagues that are in a community with me that live in different countries and social yeah. allows us. So I think it's just people with, with some sort of commonality. A connection. Some sort of connection just kind of coming together. Definitely. And coexisting. Yeah. So. How do you work to build a supportive community? One of the things we talked a little bit about, um, I mentioned before, asset framing, right? Mm -hmm. So one of the things um, at the Community Foundation that we're really looking at our language and how we honor our relationships. And so, you know, traditionally philanthropy in and of itself has lots of layers of like, you know, injustice (laughs) and like, you know, there's a power dynamic, right? Yeah. And so one of the things we've really been trying to be intentional about is like elevating everyone we deal with to the level of partner. So whether you're a donor who's writing million dollar checks or you're a nonprofit that's operating in a church basement, um, you know, that we're collaborating with, like everybody is elevated to the level of partner. Everybody brings something to the table. And so that's not just in our language, but it's also in how we interact with these um, different, you know, different partners. Yeah. Um, just really like what, like listening, mm-hmm. right? Like, and it's not this hierarch- hi- hierarchical, <laughs> um, <laughs> um, you know, dynamic in the relationship. So we're really trying to be intentional about that. I think you know, with our some of our nonprofit partners, traditionally, you know, it's like well, when you go to a foundation, like they're giving you a grant, like they they hold all the you know all the power, and that's not the case. Like mm-hmm. we're really um, looking at ways that we can collaborate beyond grant making, and so I think that translates to any industry. Just really, all of your constituents, like their partners, mm-hmm. and you know, everybody brings something to the table and just honoring those relationships and really being reciprocal about them. Definitely. So. I think every industry, like you said, needs to be aware of, of that. Absolutely. So within Grand Rapids Community Foundation, what are some tactics that you use to encourage diversity and inclusion, mm-hmm. like within your employees? Right. Um, with my employees, I'm really intentional. We have I have a very small team in PR and marketing. There's like um, you know, we have a PR and marketing specialist, we have a PR and marketing intern, and then mm-hmm. we have um, an assistant that really does all the work and makes sure that we, you know... Get everything done. Get everything that we need. <laughs> um, so shout out to Renee. But I think in, in our hiring, just really being intentional, like, yes, we're looking for... Um, representational diversity but also in my hiring I'm super unapologetic about like what's your commitment to equity mm-hmm. right like what's your commitment to racial social and economic justice because if you don't live and breathe and eat and sleep that then then you're not the right the right th- fit there's somebody else who's gonna yeah. be a better fit and so I think we just have a I'm really fortunate to have a really like rock star team that is super passionate about that. And I think also um, pushing 
to look at, we work with a lot of creative partners. So we're a small team, but like if you factor in the designers that we work with, the um, photographers, the the printers, the agencies that we collaborate with, like our bench strength is is pretty deep. Mm-hmm. And so in all of those those relationships, like we're asking the tough questions, like what's the diversity of your staff? What causes are you, you know, what are you doing to promote um, you know, racial, social, and economic justice in this community mm-hmm. through your your hiring practice, through your procurement practices. And so one of the things I've implemented, um, you know, through our RFP process where we're, you know, putting out bids for people to respond to, we're asking those questions. And we have made decisions not to go with certain organizations because we didn't feel like they were as committed to this work as we need them to be. And I think, you know, before we kick off a project, you know, I'm meeting personally with every photographer, every, um, you know, writer, editor, um, you know, graphic designer, and really having those deep conversations about this is who we are, this is what we stand for, everything from I want to make sure that the lighting that you're using for all of, you know, all of the people that we're featuring is right. I want to make sure just the positioning, like if we've got, you know, all of the, you know, white males that we're featuring standing up in power positions and everyone of color kind of sitting down in more of a um, submissive position, like Mm -hmm. that matters. And I need you to walk into this understanding that that's not going to work for us. And Mm -hmm. so it's a change. Um, you know, it's, it's something I think sometimes people aren't aware of that, aware of it. And so it's my job to make them aware real, Mm -hmm. real quick. (laughs) So so that, those are some of the conversations that we're having to really, um, you know, be intentional and just placement Mm -hmm. and positioning and all of those things really matter. And so we're holding our internal team, um, to that, but also, um, all of our partners as well. So. Cool. Mm-hmm. Do you think that the partners are like reciprocating what you're feeling? I think so. And I think what's really interesting is um, for some of them, this is a different way of work. And yeah. they, they really haven't had a client, especially a client in West Michigan, um, really hold them to that, you to know, that to those standards. And I think I see the learning and the growth that's happening that's there. And I've also seen where, you know, we've introduced, you know, agencies that we've collaborated with on big projects. Like we're saying, like, we need to make sure that the creative vendors that we're using, like, how intentional are you being to make sure that this team is diverse? Mm-hmm. And so, like, we're making introductions. Like, we want to use this photographer that may not be on the radar yet, that may not be, like, the go-to um, in the area, but you know, they get it. They're, they're diverse. They're, they're doing this work. They're making it happen. And so hopefully our goal is beyond our campaign, that relationship will be established and they'll call on them when you have another organization that really isn't, this isn't about checking boxes. It's about building relationships um, and and strengthening capacity. Yes. So that's really kind of the work that we're, we're trying to do. Definitely. Yeah. That's really cool. Um, do you have any advice for a public relations future professional with diversity and inclusion? Yeah, I think, um, you know, the biggest thing is, you know, we're taught when we're little, see something, say something, right? Like I've always, you know, if you have a gut, you're working on a campaign and, and you have a gut feeling like, uh, 
this doesn't feel right or this feels like, um, you know, maybe we're we're not in tune here to say something um, because we think about the brands like H&M and Dove and, um, you know, Pepsi, where those things happen and nobody said anything. Right. Um, so I think that's that's the biggest, like your voice is your biggest asset, like that, that instinct um, that you have, follow it. I think be intentional about... Um, Forming relationships with a diverse set of, of colleagues. Um, if you're in the position of selecting, you know, vendor partners that you're going to work with, be intentional about that. And I think just educate yourself and know know what you know, and more importantly, know what you don't know. Like, don't try to, um, you know, don't be afraid to leverage your, your resources. Yeah. You know, like, hey, we're do, you know doing a campaign and it's targeting this audience. I don't really like do your research. Talk to people, learn, mm-hmm. um, just always be learning, always um, be continuing. Like once you think like, oh, well, I know it all. Like I'm good at diversity. Like, no, no <laughs> like always stuff to learn. Yeah. And I think it's, you know, be a lifelong learner and, and be humble enough to know that you, you're not going to know everything and, mm-hmm. and to ask and um, make sure your network is diverse. It's really important. Awesome. Well, thank you so much. This was super insightful, and I think it's such an important topic, so I'm glad to have professionals that are aware and acknowledging and working towards a better future. So, Thank you. Thanks Thanks for having me. Thanks for listening. Follow us on Twitter at GV underscore PRSSA. And check out the show notes for this episode on GVPRSSA.com.